Thank you so much for listening to the Kathy Lee Parker Show. Are you looking for a unique dining experience? Well, today I have with me the chef Linda Albert, and she will she's the owner of Mindful Cuisine. Welcome, Linda, to my show. Hi. How are you today? How are you today, Linda? Yeah, I I think what you are doing is amazing. Now, tell me a little bit about the Mindful Cuisine, and how did you come up with that name? Okay. So, um, Mindful Cuisine is a really fun cooking school for, it's not like a school to train chefs. It's for just regular people out there who want to learn to cook better or who love to cook and want to have a chance to cook with other people. Mm-hmm. And so people of all different levels can come and um, the classes are all hands-on. So And they're kind of a dinner party style class. So there's a menu and we all cook together and then sit down at the table and have dinner together and talk and share stories and, um, you know, ask questions and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, right now, because it's because of COVID, I'm just doing classes for people who know each other. So couples or some friends or a family, you know, a lot of times parents and their kids will come just because they're looking for something to do. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's a class and dinner out and a fun time. Do you do viral? And, uh, do you do classes I'm viral? Sorry. Do you do classes like um, on Zoom, viral, or anything like that? Um, I do. I, um, I, I've got if you and if people are interested in that, it just says to call, and you can we can figure out what you want to do in your class. You can pick one of my existing classes, or we could start with that and then tailor it to your needs. Um, I did some. I kind of have done some weeknight meals, and I'm going to be doing a Valentine's Zoom class that will be up on my website in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be called Valentine's in Venice, so it will be um, an Italian menu from mm-hmm. Venice. Wow. And, um, yeah, and it's been a fun thing to do because, like, families have done, like, Zoom cooking birthday parties so they live different places around the country but they pick a time that kind of works for everybody and they cook together virtually it's kind of a fun thing Uh and uh, you know or I just have a class that's open to the public and everybody can do that wow and and they pay for your classes online and uh and they can go online to even because you're in the comfort of your own kitchen and with your friends or your husband or a girlfriend or your children, and you just make it fun. You learn to cook. Mm-hmm. Do you help with children too? Children that, you know, hey, mom, can you teach me how to make this? Can you do this? Can you do that? Wouldn't that be fun to have you as a professional chef to uh, learn some tricks of the trade for kids to learn to cook? really fun too. I love working with kids. I've, I've worked with kids for a long time in my other careers before I did this. And so I think that's a lot of fun. And often when families come on, it's the whole family come to a, a virtual class. The kids are there as well. Um, it'd be fun to do a kid's birthday party, you know, where you know, friends are cooking and at their own home and a slumber know, night or Yes, slumber, slumber night. Party. Yeah, a slumber night with your friends and and do uh, cooking, have cooking, fun cooking time, and uh, that would be so fun. I I've never done that, and I think that sounds like a great idea. I love it. Yes, and can you get people from all over the world? You know, the world, U.S., especially in the United all States. All over the U.S. I've never gotten a virtual person from out of the U.S., but. Oh, you never know. Yeah, you never know because I may want to learn some American dishes. Um, yeah. I I always I admire you guys to cook because I, you know, I made something over the weekend macaroni and cheese. I made it homemade, and um, I had some mm-hmm. friends over. Oh, they loved it. 
But how come I don't like my own cookie? What is the trick of the trade? <laughs> People always like it, but I don't. I'm like, what is wrong with this? And I figured, oh, she's coming on. I find out. What am I doing wrong that I don't like it, but yet everybody else likes it? And how come I don't like my own cooking? I don't. I you know that's hard to say. It, you know, it's it's funny. I mean, I think sometimes when we cook, we can be our own worst critic. You know, it's like you you spend all that time and I don't know. Maybe it, I would say the main thing. You know, if you're comparing yourself to maybe like what what's in a restaurant in a restaurant. You're probably not seasoning as much as you're used to. Mm-hmm. Like if you're, you know, if you're used to going out, eating, dining out. I mean, in restaurants, they season really extensively. Your recipe might say, oh, use a teaspoon of herbs. But, you know, you don't have to use a teaspoon. If you want it more flavor, throw in a tablespoon. Throw in a handful. Really? So, yeah, maybe that's what I'm missing is the herbs and some of the spices or something i miss but a lot of everybody else liked it <laughs> i'm just like my show was great <laughs> i was looking at it, I'm like oh they're like oh this is so good it's so creamy and this and this and this and i'm like well how come i don't taste that you know and but you know mm. it takes me a while i remember making lasagna i know okay everybody is but i'm real picky about my lasagna now i make it so darn good so yeah. But other people, you know, it took me a while. It just takes me a while. Maybe I'm, like you said, I'm just, you know, picky and takes me forever. But, you know, I know a lot yeah. of people are buying. Maybe you have something in your in your mind that is the way it's supposed to turn out. And your, and your guests, they're like, hey, it's great. And you're like, oh my gosh, I wanted it to be exactly this certain way. And, you know, maybe it's a little different, but still good. Mm-hmm. So. And um, I may take you up on your Valentine's dinner. Thing. I think, you know, I'll get my honey and say, hey, honey, we got to learn to take this class. So, but, you know, he's he's a good cook, but I'm terrible. I don't know what it is, but my own food. <laughs> but anyway, I can order out. I'm good at that, but I'm terrible making. There you go. But the thing is, is, um, you know, I know everybody's cooking now. A lot of people are cooking from home and they're in mm-hmm. the kitchen. And, uh, and I notice they buy a lot of spices and, you know, do you ever teach classes on the difference of spices and what they're used for? I have done, I, I've totally done that. I've done like, you know, making your own spice blend, how to make your own spice blends. Um, I've done like, like when you do a cuisine, like you do a Italian class or you do a, um, Asian, like an Asian class or something like that, you know, that's a really good time to teach about spices that go with a specific cuisine, because that's when, that's where you start, like, getting a whole collection of different spices is when you're kind of branching out of your comfort zone and getting things from, you know, other countries. Yeah, I bought this spice, um, Linda, I bought this spice rack, and I'm like, I look at it like, Oh, there's all that good stuff, but I don't know how in the heck, where do I put this stuff in? You know, I don't want to kill myself. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I need I don't to, think that's going to happen. But. but I need to take a class on some spices because I don't know what all this stuff is. And I can look it up and it says one thing and there's many different, you know, recipes and many, you know, punctuation on what to use this for. And I'm, I'm totally lost. So... Yeah, I'm. I know I'm the worst. I'm an East Coast girl. I don't. I'm used to ordering my food. <laughs> and now I live in the West, and everybody cooks. Now I don't mean to say anything bad to the East Coast. Please, I'm not saying anything bad. I know that things are changing, but in my time, uh, uh-uh. I remember, Linda. This is terrible of me. I had a date, and I did this a lot on my dates. I would go and order the food. <laughs> And then bring it home and put it on nice plates and dishes. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you're not the only one that did that. Well, yeah, I know, so. but you feel guilty. And the guy goes, oh, this food is really good. And then, oh, yeah, I made it all right. <laughs> <laughs> I stood in line. <laughs> but anyway. I did good job plating it. It looks pretty. Yeah, yeah. And only the problem is, is when they want more. But, um, 
so anyway, but make the long story short, I now I got good at some things, but I just oh I just don't want it is I just don't like my own food. And um but other people do. Other people yeah, do. Yeah, well there you go. So. I know, but I want to enjoy it too. But anyway, uh make the long story. Do you do other things like do you show um baking, like baking pies and cakes, unique stuff or you know, tell me about your baking. So, yeah, so, you know, kind of things were, I've always kind of been a closet baker. I really love to bake. Mm -hmm. And my, I had a grandfather who was a pastry chef. Mm -hmm. And um, my mom grew up in Chicago and in the little house above the, of their, the family bakery. Uh-huh. And, um, and it was kind of funny because my grandfather, I never met this grandfather. He died before I lived in. He was, he grew up in um, Hanover, Germany, and his, he had nine brothers. He was the youngest one, and his dad really wanted one of his sons to be a doctor. Mm. So nobody was a doctor. He was the youngest kid. So he goes, okay, Dad, I'll give it a try. But this was like in the late 1890s, and so it was like following a doctor around around a hospital where there was no anesthesia, and he was just he goes, I can't do this. This is I can't do this. <laughs> and he went. He became a pastry chef, and he immigrated to the United States. So, oh. anyways, my mom actually became a doctor. <laughs> but um, anyways, she her father died when she was a teenager, so she never really learned how to do the pastry stuff that he did. So that was kind of what she was always trying to do. She, my, both of my parents cooked a lot, and I learned from them. But my mom was always baking, and, and so I learned a lot about baking from her. And um, I kind of love it. But, you know, I don't want to have, like, baked things around my house to eat because I, don't, I might eat them. <laughs> I will eat them. So, anyways, so things were slow with classes this year and so I finally just decided I'm going to open up a little baked to order business Mm. so I um I make sourdough bread I make morning pastries I do pies and tarts and then just special little items like I'm making some special valentine's things and you can order people can order on the line um this is pretty much kind of local to the park city you know surrounding area I'm not shipping or anything park city Utah three days you, you just look online and you can order and pay for it. And then you can either come to pick it up at Mindful Cuisine. Um, I have a friend who has a shop in Kimball Junction in Park City. And you can pick stuff up at her shop, which is called Park City Gift and Gourmet. Or if you are in the Park City area, I will deliver it as well. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how that works. And uh, the menus will change seasonally. Wow. No. Yeah, there's. I know there's a lot of places in Salt Lake City that are always looking for somebody like you to make a lot of stuff, you know, like their morning with their coffees, you know, the coffee shops. Mm-hmm. They're always looking for somebody. So we could talk about that after I can give you a list of people. Yeah, I might be interested in doing something like that. Yeah, sure. they're more up in the east side, you know, the east side, so you don't have to go so far from Park City. You know, you can uh-huh. make a ship a delivery down. Uh, through the canyons but anyway um that's a good idea because chefs are known to make such yummy stuff i i I admire you making all this bakery stuff that sounds so fun yeah well i also think it's hard because of the altitude and people get really frustrated trying to bake things up here so i think you know like more you know you could just kind of follow a recipe and make make it it'll probably turn out if you live down at a normal altitude but up here maybe that's my problem to finagle things to make them work so. <laughs> maybe that's my problem the altitude but i have heard that you add extra flour and things like that into your baking because of the altitude is that true yeah you you, you do have you do you add more extra flour you take out some of the leavening things i usually reduce the sugar because sugar's drying and our climate is really really dry so it's kind of a, a balance of, of all those different things. Hmm. Interesting. Do you cook with a lot of oil, like olive oil and and uh, other oils? 
Um, I use I use a variety of oils. I mean, I think you know, there's a lot of um, thoughts about oils and cooking oils, and there's olive oil, there's coconut oil, there's avocado oil, there's nut oils and seed oils, and you know, I think it's, it's very, really important that you don't get your heat too high and damage your oil when you're cooking it. And if you have a very really special oil, you probably shouldn't cook with it at all. You just use it as, as a finishing, kind of like a seasoning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to use the oil. I try to use the oil that goes with the cuisine uh-huh. that I'm cooking. So if I'm doing like it's Spanish and Italian and Greek, I'm going to be using olive oil. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm doing Asian, I'm going to be using like sesame seed oil, things like would go with Asian. Um, there's a lot of, you know, and I also like to use things that are local. And I'm from California, so I learned to cook and grew up cooking with a full access to ingredients that were locally grown. Mm-hmm. Now up in the mountains of Park City, that's kind of not happening. And we also have this thing called winter when nothing grows. Mm-hmm. It was like a real shock to me because mm-hmm. <laughs> I always thought everybody should just be growing stuff and all the time. And then I'm like, well, I know, I noticed really that work. too. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it only doesn't work. But so I would, but I would always use olive oil and avocado oil in California, and both of those things grow here. Well, I still use those a lot because that's as close, fairly close, relatively speaking. I know people are really interested in coconut oil. Yes, but, you know, I was going to ask you about and that. Thousands of miles away, that's getting imported, and so while I don't say I never use it, it's not my go-to oil. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like it's not the flavor I want. Like if I'm cooking something Italian, I don't really want coconut in there. Mm-hmm. So, is coconut oil like good for a, you? Because I know there's a lot of friends go, "Oh, you gotta have coconut oil, coconut oil," and they put you know, it in everything. Some people think that. Some people think that that's a good it, that it's good for you, but I just really um, I I've concerns about the extreme impact on the environment of shipping that and the growth of the coconut oil industry in those Southeast Asian countries. I'm not, you know, uh-huh. how that impacts their environment. But it's, you know, it's a great product. It's a high temperature. It's very resilient, very uh-huh. robust. And, you know, so, and people, you know, a lot of people really enjoy using it. So, and I, and I do for some things, but I don't, I'm not like a diehard coconut oil person. Um, what about, I know you mentioned earlier, about the oils, where you put it on low temperature, why is that? Well, most oils, if they um, get like, particularly like four hundred degrees, would be like a like a very high temperature for oil, uh-huh. and they um, they basically burn, and then they have toxic substances in them, which you don't want to be eating. Oh, hmm. so but you know. Even even if you were deep frying something like making French fries, your oil should not be over three hundred degrees. It should should be like, you know. Well, what about when you cook a stick. turkey? I've been putting olive oil on my turkey, and but my turkey set at three twenty five, maybe a little bit higher. But... Yeah, it's 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 probably it's probably not getting that hot i mean you're not okay you're not cooking your turkey to you're the inside of your turkey to more than 165 degrees so mm-hmm. and the outside of your oven is what three 375 your oil's not going to get hotter than that so mm-hmm. what is her name she is from she died but she was a fantastic cook is it martha somebody somebody she was french she talked with her accent um, Julie, Julie, whatever. Julia Child? Yes, yes. I used to watch her and get a kick (laughs) out of her. (laughs) But I thought, dang, she always used cream on everything. Cream and butter. Butter, butter, butter. Well, that's classic French cooking. Well, that's classic, not not necessarily southern France and the Provence areas. Those areas do use olive oil, but... But the classic Parisian cooking, it they used cream and butter. Absolutely. 
She goes, you can make anything with cream and butter. <laughs> and the way she did, she used to slop it on. And I'm like, ew, that was thick to my ribs or, or go through my veins or something like that. But I'm like, is that healthy for you? But is that more? No, f- not really. Oh, is that? Yeah. But, but that's but that French cooking? back then. Uh-huh. Yeah, she was well known for her cooking. She was written up on every so many things. and But, yeah, they used to use a lot of butter. And, but wasn't butter better than butter today? I don't know that it was. Well, I don't think we knew. And now, you know, now there's all kinds of things that people say, oh, butter's okay. I mean, I think every, it's all in, in moderation, obviously. You ate right. it every single day and, you know, it's a lot. But, um in, you know, calorie-wise, it's, it's not that different than any other oil, but it's got, you know, other things that can build cholesterol and things like that. So mm-hmm. needs to be need to be careful. But uh, you know, actually, butter a long time ago probably had more butter fat in it than most modern butters. So. Mm-hmm. Wow! And, well, tell it's me, mass production puts water in them. That is that sounds really cool. I mean, and um, yeah, I used to get a kick out of her, and I think they did a movie on she her. She was a funny lady. I really know funny lady. she was. She was always laughing. They released us with. I read about her and, and saw on her uh, show. You know, they did a movie. She just laughed, and she was, and she's always thinking of some recipe and you know to do something. But yeah, it was a lot of it was heavy, heavy food, and I think it was that generation time too where they yeah. ate a lot of heavy foods and. And yeah, but have you ever been to Italy? Mm-hmm. And you ever yeah. notice that people are not overweight there, but they do eat their pa- pasta. <laughs> uh, yep, yep. I noticed my daughter, that. I have a, my daughter-in-law is, is from Italy, from a little bit south of Milan. Ooh, and, uh, okay. No, she's as skinny as can be, and she she loves pasta. <laughs> Did she give you some recipes, or or did you go over there and pick the minds of some of the chefs over there, like how they make their pizza? Well, I actually went. I spent a fair amount of time, like at a like kind of a cooking thing that I went. I went to once a few summers ago, but I probably learned more from her. Uh, she's uh, she loves to cook. And she's really fun. She taught me how to cook a whole octopus. That was pretty exciting. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I know, and uh, yeah, she loves seafood, and so she just she just cooks, you know, everything. She buys a whole squid, and she cleans the thing, and makes it, and she's awesome. Wow, so. she's skinny as a rail. I know, I'm, I'm Italian, you know, Sicilian, um, and my mother and brother and sister, they're so skinny, they can eat like a fish. I take a little bit after my father's side, but... I mean, I'm not heavy or nothing, but I just I always have to watch what I eat. But, you know, it was so funny that they're just so skinny. And I'm like, how can they just eat and eat? And, and But they ate all this pasta. Yeah. Uh, my mom showed me how to make um, French fries Italian way. Did you, did you learn anything like that? I mean, it's hotter than you know, they're really hot. The spices I don't are know hot. how to make it French fries the Italian way. Oh, my gosh. Maybe I'll show you. And I'm like, okay, this is how you make Italian French fries. It's a lot of oils and a lot of spices and a lot of hot stuff. And I just watch them eat it like it's nothing. I'm like, me with three glasses of water. <laughs> but it's good. But it's just so huh. spicy. So that's funny because are they from Calabria? Um, oh no, she's more my mother's generation. That's more really where the spicy is, but she's more um near where your daughter in law's from. When you said that, I'm like, oh, I know where that is, but um, but yeah, yeah, huh? Yeah, she's just uh, she's she can eat hot stuff. I'm like, how can you eat that stuff? Um, but yeah, she's the most a lot of the town Italy, they don't it, things aren't hot there. Um, Really she's that. spicy. Um, she likes spicy. It's, it's she's very, yeah. She's my my daughter-in-law is very careful about her portions, like a pasta. She says when she cooks it, she goes, "We make seventy grams. That's how much we weigh it, and that's how much we cook, 
and then we share it and we eat it. So that's a, that's not your portion in an Italian restaurant in America. No. That's a really no. small amount. So. Yeah, I've been to Italy, traveled throughout Italy, and they feed you a lot of food, but it comes in portions like a four-course meal or a third-course meal, and it takes time to get your stuff. And, you know, by the time you leave there, you're, you're full, but you're not overly full. You know what I mean? You're not, right, like, right. dying or I ate too much. It's just comfortably, and it's nice. And they like their wines. So you ever teach about a little bit about wine and and um i yeah do. and you cook with it do you cook Def- with wine? oh definitely yeah i actually studied a lot about wine and it's kind of a hobby so yeah and i you know I, you know as it comes up i i obviously don't have a liquor license so i can't you know i can't make drinks I, although no, no, on, no, no, on, no. on my zoom classes i use i usually teach people to make cocktails <laughs> so that's kind of fun but can you well, let's. I'm gonna go into a commercial break, but I want to learn about the cooking of wine. You know what I mean? What type of mm-hmm. wine to buy for the cooking of wine? I mean, I just go in there. My mother said a few things, but you know, my mother's more. You know, she had to do everything, so I um I just watched. So yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll be right back yeah. after these messages. Hey, this is Sabrina, the owner of MathBeast EQ'd. I believe mathematics is the most important subject students should learn, but sometimes traditional schooling isn't enough. I have a classroom space in Bluffdale, Utah, or we can use Google Meet or Skype. Call me at 385-515-8600. Let's help your student become a beast at math so they can be a beast at life. Hi, my name is Drusilla. I am the founder and owner of Drusilla's Closet. I've created a unique system to organize your pantry and kitchen. The system also works great in various parts of your home and garage. Also in my closet, I have unique furniture, art, and decor. You can find us on Facebook, Drusilla's Closet, or call at 435-224-9266. Hey, this is Rocktop Construction. Rocktop is a family-owned business based out of Utah. We specialize in replacing worn or storm-damaged roofs and understand how to assist homeowners with property claims. For reliable service and the best value on a quality and energy-efficient roof, call Rocktop Construction at 801-567-1234. We have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Again, that's 801-567-1234 to find out more about how we can protect your home. I'm sitting here with the chef, Linda Albert. She is the owner and founder of Mindful Cousant. Cousant, Cousant, Cousant. Am I saying that right, Linda? I'm sorry. I, I, Are you, I hear what you said. So. Oh, did I say your company name right? It's Mindful, Mindful Cousant. Cousine, Cousine. I don't know why I want to say Cousant, but Cousine. Where did you get that name from? Cuisine. It's unique. It means like kitchen, cooking, kitchen, things related to cooking. and. Hmm. Well, that sounds like fun, relating to cooking and stuff. Are you going to, okay, we're going to talk about what we were talking about beforehand, about wine. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I know there's different types of wine, like red wine, white wine, and so on. And what type of wine would I would use in a roast? In a what? In a roast, like you know, you have a roast. A roast? Uh-huh. Um well I you would probably use a red wine. And okay. it kinda depends on you know what what other spices, how you're seasoning your roast. You okay. know, if you're using uh you know, just kind of an American type uh you know, pot roast, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could just you you could use you know, a Pinot, you can use, uh, you know, a Merlot, you know, just kind mm. of a, a a good flavorful red wine. 
you, and you shouldn't, you basically, you know, you don't want to use your best, most expensive red wine or any for wine for cooking, but you also want to cook with a wine that you would, would be interested in drinking. You don't want to just buy, like, in the grocery stores, like, you know, that says cooking wine. You don't want to do that. You want to buy something that, um, that you would want to actually drink, but not your best, mm-hmm. most expensive wines. And when you cook wine, you know, you're basically cooking it and you're going to cook off the majority of the alcohol. So you're actually reducing all the flavor that are in the wine. And that's why it's important to, to take, to cook with something that's, that's fairly tasty, you know, because mm-hmm. it's getting more concentrated, although mixed with whatever else you're cooking, you know, whatever, you know, stock or vegetables or things like that. Mm-hmm. But generally meat, you know, red meat goes with red wine and, uh, you can make like a chicken dish with a red wine, but more often you're using a white wine with chicken and fish. What about steak? You know, a really a good New York strip steak. Yeah, or something. So what, yeah. would you, what would you drink with it? No, could I cook wine with that, with my steak? Well, you wouldn't cook wine with your steak. You could make a sauce. You could make a red wine sauce with oh. that. Oh, and then you want to pour that on top of it after. Oh. Yeah, or put it under under it, and so yeah. Hmm. Oh, put it under the steak. Well, I so, you know we used to pour sauce. We used to use sauce a lot more copiously than today. So today our sauces are are often you know really intense flavor, but a small amount. Mm-hmm. So maybe you put a like a a drizzle or a smear on the plate, and then you put the food on top of it. And so you get a little bit with each bite as opposed to, like, put it on the top and kind of drench everything in the sauce. Mm. And uh, that sounds yummy. And it brings out the flavor of uh, the uh, meat. Mm-hmm. Two yeah, besides the wine. Works. Yeah. And uh, that's that's yummy. That's That sounds good. And what about with lamb? Do you cook anything with lamb? Like... Um, with alcohol, or is that just a different flavor? If I was going to cook lamb, I would typically use um, a Syrah mm-hmm. grape, a wine made with Syrah, or Zinfandel. I think those those wines, the, the, the flavor of the grapes just goes really nicely with lamb. Mm. So. Interesting. That is and again, a- it would be that sometimes you, sometimes you put the, you know, sometimes you use wine while you're cooking. If you're so there's a method of cooking called braising, where you're cooking um, your meat or your vegetables in liquids. It's kind of not covering them like in a stew, so they're all under the liquid, but kind of comes halfway up. So there's wet moisture on the bottom and then dry heat from coming from the top. And you might have wine in that, and mm-hmm. that wine will help tenderize the meat and also flavor it. So. Can you use anything with... Um... Uh, like a chicken, like chicken, or you just leave that alone. Use more oils and um, other spices. Yeah, I, I, you know, it depends on what how you're cooking it. If you're gonna just roast a chicken in the oven, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't use wine in when I cook the chicken. Although I could make a sauce with wine. Yeah, okay. Uh, to go with it. Um, there's a, uh, you know, you could, but then if you're making like a a like a chicken stew, like a you know, like a, why am I blanking on that? Like chicken, uh, well, I make this, chi- I make this chicken dish called French farmhouse chicken. Mm. And it's like in a chicken, in a pot with a bunch of vegetables and white wine. And so the white wine, again, tenderizes the chicken, flavors the chicken, flavors the vegetables. And you, and the interesting thing about this dish is that you take, you make some bread dough and when you when you have all the ingredients in the pot, you take the bread dough and you roll it out like a big long snake, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you put it on the top of the pot, and then you put the lid right down into that bread dough, and it seals the pot really really tightly. And the bread people, it's not really it's not really meant to eat. It's really just meant to seal the lid and the pot really tightly together, mm-hmm. and it just creates incredible flavor. It's such a good dish. 
And um, and now I started when I now when I do it, everybody wants to eat the bread dough because traditionally it wasn't flavored at all. It was really kind of just flour and water. Mm-hmm. But because everybody wants to eat it and dip it in the sauce, now I I actually use a real bread dough, so it tastes good when it's done. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Utah for you. That's the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that sounds yummy. Oh my gosh, I want you to come over. Do you ever go to someone's home and, and make a dinner for them? You know I, I, mean, I occasionally will do it. It's not something I, I really set up to do, but occasionally I will do that. <laughs> okay, just occasionally. But your main goal is to teach classes online as well as um, in your professional amazing kitchen at home so um at your place right where you bring them in yeah that is my main goal is to have just to bring people there we we actually when we moved here we selected a house um that allowed us to build a venue space so i have a whole separate kitchen and storage area and cleanup area that's a licensed kitchen Mm -hmm. um so, and that's kind of my goal to, to use that space. And I, and I kind of came to that conclusion because I realized I didn't really like having to transport everything, you know, and you go to somebody's house and you never know what they're going to have in their kitchen to cook with. So I always would bring a ton of stuff just in case. And it's a lot of packing up and, and doing that stuff, working. So I don't, occasionally I will do it, but it's not my main thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if I was taking a class where you have a list of, of ingredients and food that I need to go purchase, is that correct? If, if you were taking an online class, yes. I would, I would give you the recipes and the sh- shopping list, and I would tell you, like, what kind of equipment you should have. Mm-hmm. And I try not to make you have something that you're not going to have. You'd have to go out and buy it. I try to make it. On my online classes, I really try to make it very accessible so the ingredients are easy to find and the equipment is something you'd be likely to have in your house. As a professional chef, as you are, in the year's experience that you have, do you ever teach anything on a healthy um, arena, you know, healthy foods and stuff? Because there's some people out there. Absolutely. I actually work with a group called Standard Fitness and, um, you know, I could, and I actually, they have, they do fitness retreats, and so I cook for them, um, for their people, and I do a class, and I, you know, I really, I kind of, what what I teach is, you know, a plate that's largely vegetables, largely produce-driven vegetables, whole grain, that kind of stuff, and the protein is a small amount, you know, the small portion of the plate and, um, you know, trying to use um, healthy, healthy oils and not too much of them. What about vinegar and oil? I noticed a lot of that. Vinegar and oil. I spot a lot of that in Italy. You know, they use, Uh they use a lot of vinegar and oil on their salads and their veggies. Then there's so many different kinds. I'm like, okay, is this good or is this one good? (laughs) But what about... (laughs) The you know the oils and the vinegar. Well, the oils you know in, in Italy it's olive oil. It's a yeah. lot you know all all oils basically you know have the same a very similar calorie content. But there is some concern with freshness of oils. If oils aren't fresh, they can become rancid and they can have not so great chemicals in them for you. And so. Uh, a lot of times the seed oils can can be that way, like, you know, flat, sunflower seed oil and things like that. So people people are concerned about that. Nut oils are really great, but they also can go rancid. So you really have to store them. You, have to, you should buy them in small quantities, store them in a cold, dark place, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and use them appropriately. The vinegar, I mean, vinegars are are fine. I mean, balsamic vinegar is, is a little bit sweeter. It has, you know, it has some sugars than it as opposed to like apple cider vinegar, which isn't that way. You can always use lemon juice if you don't want to use vinegar in your, in your, um, in your dressings. Oh. And then a lot of times for creamy dressings, nowadays people are using, um, nut, you know, nuts. You can soak cashew nuts 
and then puree them in a blender, and they um, create like a like a creamy dressing. But they're not. There's no dairy. There's no cheese. It's it's nuts. So. Mm-hmm. I need to show you some um, kitchen um, appliances. My husband got me. I mean, it's really high end stuff, but I still have it sitting in my kitchen. <laughs> I my kitchen's huge, but I put it in one of the covers and. I pulled it out and showed somebody. I said, I've had this thing for four years. I don't have no idea how to use it. <laughs> I mean, it? I have a lot of kitchen equipment that I have no idea how to use. Oh, you were telling me that kitchen stuff. Yeah, that you have no clue how to use. So. <laughs> and um, I was just wondering, you know, how to stay on top of that. And you know what I mean? That's another thing, too. I mean, I'm not, I know I'm not alone on this. You know, because I have other friends who, you know, they see at the store and they go, I just don't know how to use this stuff. And I go, either do I. So I think this is a different time when I was young. Yeah, I mean, like, I know, like, the Instapot, that's a big thing. People have gotten those. And and it does. It, I mean, you kind of have to be motivated to learn how to use it. you got to read the directions. I always, like, if you get a new appliance, I often tell people, just make one of the recipes that's in the book, <laughs> you know, just to kind of get an idea of how it works. And, you know, and then you can kind of branch out from there. I just feel like that's a, a kind of a good place to start. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, um, I, I, a lot of times I do use, I, in my classes, in my in-person classes, I definitely do expose people to different pieces of, of cooking equipment. Um, like like the Instapot, sometimes I've made like I've made short ribs in a class, and you can't really make those in a in a, in a they take all you know they take a longer time to cook than I have in a cooking class. So using that tool allows me to make something and teach people how to make something that I couldn't normally do. Uh-huh. Um, I have a you know I use a pasta machine when I teach people to make pasta, um, and then we do some hand some handmade pastas and some machine rolled out pastas. Wow. Um, and then I have a, a, sous, a sous vide machine, which is that water bath cooking where you cook at really low temperature. Uh-huh. And I only use that if I'm actually, that's what the class is. Like it's a class on how to use this technique. So. Cool. Wow. Because is... I don't really want people, I don't really want people coming and, you know, it's all about using some equipment that they will never have. So. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I'm trying to make it specific. What I want to let you know is that um, this is all fascinating. Uh, give out your website, or I I posted it here. I have www.mindfulcuisine, and that is spelled cuisine. C cuisine cuisine, and that's c u i s i n e dot com. Right. And Kuzat, uh, Kuzat, and I highly recommend you to check her out her classes, and especially when it comes to Zoom. You know, it's fun. You know, you got a good internet provider. You got your laptop. Bring her into your home and have some fun. <laughs> I just think that would be so fun. You know, and you will give the ingredients and everything on something that you have an interest of learning how to cook. Like macaroni and cheese, how to make homemade, really good macaroni and cheese, or how to—I mean, I know—I know that's simple, but there's also from simple to high end with working with wine and and you know meats and uh, and and make a cream dish. Oh, that that sounds like fun too. I would like to learn how to do that. How to make something that's you know a side creamy for my steak or you know other meats you know what I mean a lot of things you know and I really love it when people say hey I really want to learn how to make this mm-hmm. so you know yeah if I don't know how to do it I can either figure it out or say oh I don't know how <laughs> yeah give out an email address so if someone wants to write to you and say hey you know I got this concern or you know, or someone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my, it's it's Chef Linda at mindfulcuisine.com. Okay, repeat that one more time. 
Chef Linda mm-hmm. at mindfulcuisine.com. Okay, there we have it. And I I have a lot that I want to discuss. This is this is really good. I'd like to learn about my equipment here. And then also too, or how to use it. And I mean, they do come with directions. Don't get me wrong, but it seems a little um, not in my area. But I do have an interest. I don't know why or where it came came from, but I do have an interest in learning a little bit more about cooking and uh, and baking. Uh, baking sounds like fun too, but I still want to learn how to cook the meal. <laughs> and I want to learn why is my food. I think maybe you're right. I think maybe I'm not adding a lot of spices to my food to make it um, that I enjoy eating it, even though everybody else loves it. But you know that I would enjoy eating yeah. it. Or maybe I'm. It has to be precise, and I'm not, it doesn't have to be. <laughs> so. Um, so have you do you do teach beginners as well as those who are very very you know well rounded absolutely in the absolutely. kitchen and my classes are all a mixture and you know people come and everybody has comes with different skill levels and you know I just try to meet everybody we meet people where they are and then after it's all done you sit down and you have a big dinner right yeah do you have um so for example if I'm you give me something to make and another person does something else. Is that correct? Or are we all cooking the same thing? And you, um, you're usually cooking, like I usually part, cook, have people you know, pair up and work on a, work on a dish together. Mm-hmm. And then I, and I kind of go over everything at the beginning so people can see what the choices are and, and find what they're interested in making. Mm-hmm. And then like if this if, you know, sometimes you know you you want to do more than one thing. So I really try to encourage everybody to to walk around and see what the other people are doing, um, ask questions. Um, you know, and if there's some special technique that one of the you know some of the people are going to do, I will say, hey, everybody, stop what you're doing and come on over here. Let's look at this technique so you can see how this works. And mm-hmm. so I do that. That's so awesome. I try to so everybody could potentially go home and make the dinner themselves. If they mm-hmm. And how soon in advance do they need to get with you to take your classes? Or to have you to um, do a, or do a, you know, like a Zoom or some form of, you know, internet? Um, I like to have about, you know, because I'm not, I'm not a restaurant. I'm, I'm just me, myself. So I have to go get the ingredients. So I want, I need some lead time. I try to. I like to people to to book two weeks to ten days in advance if possible. You know, if somebody comes to town and and they're like, oh my my, you know, my relatives are here and we really want to do this thing and it's and we want to do it this weekend and it's in three days. You know, if I can do it, I'll do it. But I generally like ten days to two weeks notice. So. Okay, okay. Well, um, Linda, I would love to. Th- Thank you so much for coming on my show. And uh, when do people need to sign up for the Valentine's Day dinner? Um, it'll be it'll be up on my website probably uh, in like two or three days. So um, as soon as I would sign up as soon as possible. I'm probably going to have like a maximum of 10, 10 like internet connections when people do it. So. Oh, good. And so you can have the live class as well as people watching. Or you can do that yeah. separately. I'm actually going to, I'm probably just going to do this online uh, on Valentine's Day. Oh. But, um, yeah, I'm just going to do it online. If people want to book the classes for a private group in person, they can do that. But mostly it's going to be an online thing. Cool. And that'll be fun. You can learn by watching somebody else. And uh, I, this would be fun. And how much are your classes or does that vary? Well, it, it varies by menu. The on, my online classes, because you ha, you are buying your own ingredients, they are they run around forty dollars. Oh, that's but not bad. My so no, so it's not a lot. My in person classes, where I'm buying the ingredients, it's kind of like going out to dinner. Depends on the size of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, so the range is between like ninety five and one hundred and fifty per person. That's not bad. That's not bad for getting a really good meal. 
but the online yeah. sounds fun and you have all the ingredients on there for us so you know so what are we going to be making for valentine's day are you not going to tell us <laughs> uh um you're going to make three uh, so this is like going to be a, a class like here in venice in italy Ooh. and we're going to make um we're going to make three little um oh, i blank kind of how to say this uh cicchetti the little the Italian appetizers that you go from like bar to bar in Venice and eat mostly seafood, uh -huh. and then we're going to make a uh, very interesting risotto dish with red with red wine with um, a particular wine called Amarone, and it's from the Venice region. And uh, and what I'm working on is a little dessert, which that's why it's not up online because I haven't quite figured out my dessert for that class. Okay. And it's Valentine's Day, so we got to do something fun. Yeah, okay. And I'm going to teach you to make a cocktail. Too, ooh, so. ooh, how fun. Well, this sounds really exciting. For those of you, please go to her website and get signed up, you know, or get on her um, mailing list. Do you have a mailing list, newsletter? I anything? do. Um, I, if you go to the website, you can sign up for a mailing list. I also do gift certificates, so that's something you would see if you were looking for somebody for a present. Oh, yeah. I don't know how to cook here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, especially for someone who's getting married. Oh, how fun. Yes. What a nice wedding yeah, I've gift. Had, I've had several couples come who they in the gift certificate oh, for, like, for like a wedding gift. That it's is really so fun. nice. And what a, even online. You know that they can do it online. How Absolutely fun! Yeah, that's that's a nice wedding gift. Yeah, or anniversary or something fun to keep that, you know, relationship uh, going. I mean, I've been when I was single, my younger days, and I would go to some of my friends' house that were older, and I always used to see couples cooking together, and I thought, how cool is that? You know, that they're always doing something, they're cooking together. And why not take a class? Even if you do, you know, stuff in the kitchen, take a fun class and learn something new and add it to your dish. You know what I mean? Or your yeah. home meals and stuff. How fun is that? Well, that's one of my favorite things about cooking is like, it's a lifelong learning thing. You're yeah, never going to say, oh, I'm done. I know how to cook everything. I, I've learned it all. There's always something you can learn. And that's kind of fun. Well, I would like to thank you so much for coming on my show. And I would like to invite you back, maybe for a summer stuff, summer food, and, um, and dishes for the summertime. And uh, Linda, you have a wonderful day. And please, everybody, please give, you know, look at her website. And she'll be back. I know she will. She'll be back on my show again this summer. And... Linda, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, Kathy. I really appreciate it. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Okay. I'd like to thank my listeners for tuning in to the Kathy Lee Parker Show. Have any questions, please email me at kathyleeparker at live.com. Thank you so much, 